Ah! Oh, no, yeah. My we, retinas. Once we finally actually get around to recording, it will be nighttime. So. Well, I'm ready to record. I'm ready to record. I don't know what your problem is. Uh, uh, you don't seem to think that levels are level enough. I think they're very levelly. It's level. I'm feeling very level. Level? Level. 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 Straight and level. One, two, level. One, two, three, four, five. One, two, five, three, four. four, five. So if you're a common listener of this podcast. I hope you're not recording. I am recording. Uh, I've been recording for... Why do I feel like that always starts with that? Uh, Are you recording? (laughs) Because you don't know when I turn it on. Yeah, I know. Spoiler alert. Basically, right when all the power gets to all the stuff, I start recording. Yeah. I don't want to miss out on all these gems. Gem? I want to take the time to have to listen to them again in the future and then delete them all. And then (laughs) send me a clip of something really funny. (laughs) Send you a clip of something really funny that we did that we just can't put in a podcast because it's overwhelming license restrictions. Yeah, license restrictions. I don't know. Does Disney uh, restrict the use of their uh, characters? I don't think so. I think they're pretty open about it. I think they're pretty chill. I I think they'll they'll let you use just about anything. I think that's actually their slogan. Disney. The chill brand. We're kind of chill. Yeah. This is a podcast. Life Adventures with Pete and Simpson. Just two guys talking about their travel and life adventures across the world. So we went on a trip recently. We did together. Together for the first time ever, which sounds really weird considering. Well, I mean, we've been on, well, we've flown in the Cirrus on trips together before. Yeah, but that wasn't necessarily, that was for like a personal thing. That wasn't like, so we, we travel a lot, obviously, our podcast, right? And it's all about the traveling that we do, but we've never really have traveled together in the same, uh, essentially the same mode and destination and everything for an entire trip. Yep. We've never done that. No. We'd normally meet up even though we live five minutes away, 10 minutes away. Well, that's a new occurrence. Oh, no, okay. Okay. But we live in the same general vicinity. Yeah. We're lived, utilizing the same airports. Right. Exactly. And normally we meet for dinner. Yeah, for dinner the <laughs> at night the before. location. Right, right, right. That's that's normally when we meet, but we take in some cases drastically different routes to get there. Yep. Because you'll you'll sometimes connect somewhere and I for the most part go. Yeah, as, as as I've uh, long alluded to on this podcast, I I'm not a huge fan of the service provided by the local airline that's based in uh, the greater Dallas Fort Worth area, but uh, could be two of them by the way. In the uh, but it probably applies to both. In the recent pandemic world, it has proven to be substantially more convenient and accessible to fly on these airlines because of the reduction of capacity that airlines are operating with and the reduction of flights that they have per day. Mm-hmm. So being able to get to where I need to go when I need to go there it's, it limits my options in order to, uh, I no longer have the option to choose the airline I want to fly on. I have to fly on what's available. Right, right, right. And what's affordable th- these days. Hashtag no expense expense account anymore. <laughs> yeah. So we went on a trip. We went to the great state of Missouri. Yes. Yes, we did. And we went to the small town of Kansas City in Missouri. Which Te- technically, we went to Lee Summit. 
well, Lee's summit. Right, right. But we, we spent... Well, the major metropolis that we visited. Yes. <laughs> if, if you can call it that. But we, we spent a fair amount of time in Kansas City. Yeah, for... In all accounts, it was a quick trip. It was a very quick trip. I think it was only... Uh, we landed... Well, after our delay, which we'll talk about, we had a delay. We landed about 5, 6 o'clock, and we were out of there uh, two days later at 9 a.m. So 6 o'clock p.m. on Wednesday. And then yep. Friday morning at nine o'clock, we were out of there. Yep. And that, that flight was on time. We now, were out of there. Now, you, you've been to Kansas City before, is that correct? Yes. Okay. How many? For, a handful of times? No. Couple times? I, once? Twice? Uh, I want to say one or two times. Okay. So I've been there a handful of times, actually uh, probably close to a dozen times by now for regional meetings and travel and mm-hmm. yada, yada, yada. I don't hate Kansas City. It's not... Um, it's so, not one of the places I despise to go. So that was actually the first time that I, I, I went downtown. It's downtown is pretty nice. Um, yeah, it was nice. The uh, unfortunate, you know, with the, the state of the world at the current moment, we weren't able to really fully experience what that downtown area has to offer. But mm-hmm. it's actually quite a nice downtown area as far as, you know, cities go. And some cities, like for example, Dallas, right down the road here. Dallas at nighttime is a ghost town. There's yeah. nothing going on. And there. you know, you know what else is like that? Um, portions of Boston are, are very much like that. Yeah. Like if you go to the financial the district, financial district uh, yeah. at night or on the weekend, it's dead. You know, there are restaurants there, but they're typically open for breakfast and lunch. And if they are open for dinner, they're not they're not very popular, yeah. right? Because they're kind of out of the way. And again, in the financial district, everything around it is is. A nine to five, Monday through Friday type deal. So you alluded to this just a moment ago and um, getting out of Dallas mm-hmm. presented some challenges. Yeah. Shocking. I mean, this is, <laughs> this has never happened to me before. We get on the plane, right? We get to the airport. So, you know, in the current state of affairs, you kind of time out your arrival to the gate more or less with minimal time. Yeah. Not only do you just not want to spend time around people, but or strangers, I should say. But you also there's not much open. Right. Not everything is open. So there's not really much to do other than stand and wait for your plane. So we timed it just about right. We got there probably, what, 30 minutes before we started boarding? Yeah, I think it was the appropriate time to get there. And we start boarding. We get on the plane. Everybody sits down. And of course, since it's a smaller plane and I don't know if it was really necessarily full, but it was, it was pretty close, but it was, I'd say it's probably 75, 80% full, which was actually kind of surprising to me that it was that full. And it was, you know, we boarded quickly and we're sitting there and we get a little bit closer to the, uh, departure time, you know, with the doors closed and everything. And, the uh, the captain had come on and he's like, ah, oh, you know, we're, no, we got the delay on the phone first. We did. Cause then when the captain came on, he goes, most of you already know this, but <laughs> well, he, no, he said that afterwards oh he did yeah that was later so in any case so he comes he comes on first and you want to because you probably remember verbatim better than i do what he exactly said which was pete and i both kind of we obviously weren't an eye shot of one another because i was a couple rows behind him but yeah i imagine the cool guys always ride towards the front of the airplane anyway so i he he said something like oh ladies and gentlemen uh from the cockpit uh we noticed a few things on the uh, walk around. No, he, he said it was like uh, there was one thing. Yeah, there was one thing that they discovered on the yes. on the walk around pre-flight of the aircraft that they were waiting for maintenance to come out and take a look at. Which, which I imagine you and I had both the same reaction face wise when we heard that we were like, uh, what? Yeah, I mean, the only thing you're going to 
notice on a walk around is structural damage to the aircraft. Right. Something's missing. Something was hit. Something has a dent, scrape, puncture yep. hole, whatever it is. Bird guts. Bird guts. And bird guts does feel like the leading suspected culprit yep. of, of what this was. Any other fault on the aircraft is going to give an enunciation in the cockpit. Mm-hmm. That's They're not going to say that they discovered it outside. Nobody walks around outside and looks at the engines and go, well, I don't, you know, shining their flashlight into it. I don't know. It just doesn't look good today, does it? No, that's not how that works. <laughs> Oil's a little low. <laughs> <laughs> they don't even check the, the oil is digital. Yeah, exactly. Um, so... Mm-hmm. By process of elimination, we can assume that there was some sort of structural compromised uh, structural piece on board the aircraft. So, Which it's, it, you know, it leads me to think more and more that it was not a bird that hit the airplane because normally when I've, you know, been on a plane and they board and they're like, oh, the, the crew that came in with this plane had a bird strike and we're having the maintenance guys take a look at it. And, um, you know, they make some sort of joke like, oh, you know, the plane's fine, but the bird, uh, unfortunately, didn't make it, you know, something along those lines. And normally... Yeah, <laughs> Birds die. And normally, and they just delicious. wipe it off, and they're just like, all right, any damage? No, okay. You know, for the most part, small birds don't do too much damage to the aircraft. And normally, they have said that. And this time, when they were, like, so vague about it, they're like, uh, there was something... Yeah, we noticed. Just like we discovered something on the walk around. What did you discover? So it's plausible that a truck or something on the ground could have hit it and sure. done some damage to it. And sure. Whatever. Whatever the scenario is, it sucked. Oh, yeah. So long story <laughs> short is they he made that announcement and he's like, we're going to be delayed 30 minutes. And then we get the notification. This is where it was funny. We get the notification is delayed 15 minutes. And I was like, that's contrary to what he just said. And then yep. it gets delayed again. And finally, the full 30 minutes. Apparently, and, I think what we learned there was uh, American Airlines sends out their delay notifications in 15 minute increments. Yeah, because then we got another delay notice. Uh, well, we got a gate change notice. Right. We got the gate. We So we get a text message. And we're sitting on the airplane. Right. Haven't moved. No update from the pilots. And he goes, uh, nothing. We get every, You just hear everybody's phone go off at the same time. And you look down and it's like, oh, gate change. And I'm like, I don't think we're going to take this plane. I don't think we're going to be on this plane. (laughs) And what do you know? Five minutes later, we get a notification or not a notification, but a a briefing from the pilot that's like, oh, you probably already know by now, but we're not taking this plane. We're going to, you know, B7 and we're at like B40. We were at like B200 and we were going to like b negative 30 yeah so it was (laughs) at the other end of the it was the longest like distance you could possibly be while still maintaining being in the same terminal yep yep which was kind of funny but always a great time always a great always happens to me by the way And, and my favorite thing is that the departure time was like five minutes after they sent the notification out Meaning yeah. everybody had to get off the plane and go down to that other gate. And they were like, yeah, it'll only take it five minutes. Yeah, it'll only take five minutes to deplane. Right. Ship everyone three quarters of a mile away. Yep. Get all and the bags then re-plane. off. Yeah. Get all yeah. the bags off, put the bags on. And yeah, it of course, did not leave then. So we were, I think we were delayed about an hour and 15 minutes, if I remember. Yeah. I mean, we were delayed enough that we had a brief text exchange about driving. Driving. Yeah, driving. <laughs> so, yeah, that was the thing, too, is when we heard the initial announcement, we were. And I think you do you do this when you hear delays is you instantly go to. All right. What are my what are my viable options? options? Yeah, yeah. Viable options. And I think we kind of both came to the same conclusion of. Yeah, driving will be doable would kind of suck. It's an eight-hour drive. Yeah, it was like eight, eight hour, eight and a half hours, something like that. Yeah. Which 
I would have done. Would have been fine. It's not it's not a horrific distance. No. It's not like you're trying to go to the West Coast or something like that. It's Midwest to Midwest. Right. And it's, you know, north south. So you're staying in the same time zone. We did that and we finally got out of there, land, and then we meet up. We get into to Kansas City, you know, just after dinner. So we're we're hungry. We meet up with some friends. Could have gone to a delicious taco bar, allegedly delicious. Oh, yeah. We didn't go. Why didn't we? Oh, because, yes. We didn't go because we we started planning to meet up with people. Yeah. And that, that always goes sideways when you in, incorporate more people and more people. But it was good. I, I think it was a, there's a nice little Mexican restaurant right next door to the awesome hotel, which I have a funny story about the hotel and a picture to <laughs> drive that even further home. It's funny because... I forgot about the, I, I took the picture and I forgot all about it until I got home and I think I was looking for a picture of something else and I was like, why do I have a picture of a bone in here? And then I was like, oh, that makes sense. Now I remember taking this. So in any case, we, we had a nice little dinner, met up with some associates that, um, associates sounds, we sound like professional business people. And we trying to be professional, man. Uh, we met up with associates and we conversed, we conversed about the state of our industry, about the state of affairs within the world at the moment. <laughs> we shared a laugh. And we shared a laugh. <laughs> oh God. Uh, any case, yeah. Being an adult. Yeah. We, we had a nice little dinner and then again, we, we kind of met up with people and, and, prepped ourselves for the next day because the next day was going to be full of meetings and plenty of things fun things to talk about and this was your first trip in how long two weeks because oh, yeah that's nashville. right because we went to nashville, nashville right before that yeah. yeah so it was still even then it was it was no different really than the nashville trip there was there was nothing that i was like oh this is crazy this is different yeah. You know, the first time when we went, when I went to Nashville, I was like, this is the new, this is the new, new, new. Yeah. And this is crazy. Yeah. I mean, uh, I think my last airline trip before that one was the end of September when I went to Naples for the same association. The same association. <laughs> to converse with uh, associates. Yes. Industry <laughs> leaders. And, and share our, our thought knowledges. <laughs> Thought knowledge is that Whatever, really a word? It's not a word. I don't okay. know. Look it up. Or a phrase, I should say. Uh, so with Kansas City, I, I, I really don't have a problem going to Kansas City. I kind of like the city. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be opposed to it being in a warmer part of the year. Yeah. Yeah. It was quite chilly there. And it was one of those things that like a cold front had just come through. Oh, it was frigid. Well, and the wind had really started to pick up, yep. uh, especially noticeably the next night after we had the you know, got in the next night, um, we were outside for a little bit, um, talking to somebody and it was conversing, conversing. <laughs> yes. It was quite windy and quite cold. It was that like level of cold where like you take a breath and like you feel like from your nostrils down to your lungs, just freezing. Yes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or, you know, if you're wearing glasses or something like that and you exhale and the fog goes in there, it, it normally freezes or like the next morning when we were catching our flight, it was the frost in the windshield yeah. that you you know run the wipers and the um, windshield washer fluid, and it just freezes up two seconds later. Yep. Yeah, it was one of those kind of nights or cold temperatures. So the middle day, the day that we actually have meetings there, the association that we uh, represent at this meeting, um, they they have a bit of a social gathering mm-hmm. for the evening as well. Oh, yeah, but, yeah. You know, and obviously within guidelines of CDC guidelines and wear masks and social distancing and those sorts of things. Uh, but we did 
go out for the evening, which was kind of nice. It was. And actually, it was a really cool... At first, when I heard it, I was like, oh, okay, a museum trip. You know, I've seen a bunch of museums, right? Airline yeah. or airplane type museums. But this was actually very cool. And one of those... Um, what? How do I want to say it? The exception to the rule of, you know, if you've seen one museum aircraft museum you've seen kind of all of them the pinnacle being of course if you've gone to the smithsonian yep. that is like the best of the best yep and I've Ooh, been, fun fact yeah at the udvar hazy museum mm-hmm. my name is on a plaque in the front of the udvar hazy museum why because i'm a big fucking deal kid no you're not why is it really there uh from it was a uh i was a, a groomsman and it was my groomsman gift for my buddy eric's wedding to put your name on there? Yeah. It was the gift that he got me. Oh, 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 you, oh. See, you, you can get it out. I was his groomsman. Yes, 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 and yes. The sorry, thing that sorry, he sorry. gave me yeah, was that. now it makes sense. I was like, what? I thought you were saying that was a gift you had given, and I was like. Yeah, I was like, for his wedding, yeah. I gave him my, my name, name somewhere he doesn't care about. Yeah, okay. Oh, that's actually pretty cool. But uh, awesome. it's my name, and uh, his grandfather's name is right above me, because his grandfather was uh, somebody. <laughs> wow. You know, if his grandfather was uh, was a pilot, if you're going to tell that story, at least have like the cool knowledge of the grandfather before you really commit to that. You could have just let, you know, glossed over and been like, yeah, 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 yeah. it's all me. Or you don't even say that. Oh, I don't have a name at the Udvar Hazy. Anyway, so the the Smithsonian fun fact, I said it's a fun fact. I'm not so fun. It is a tangent, Mm. which is. On brand. On brand. <laughs> so, on brand. So we go to this museum and it is after obviously our meetings. So the museum isn't open to the public. It's it's um just a private tour. Also, I don't think it's I generally just don't think it's open right now anyway. Oh, with everything going on? Oh. So I, I don't actually know the name of that museum. It was like the Airline Museum Heritage. I'd love to uh, keep so, talking. I'll try I will. to look it up. And this museum is very cool. They had some very cool aircraft in there. Um, oh, and I forgot about this one. So they had a Super Constellation, also known as a Connie, um, which you don't see a lot of them out in the world, uh, or many at all. I would say single digits possibly, but in any case. So they had that. They also had, what was the other aircraft that they had? The there larger one. A, there was a Martin. Martin, that's right. So they had a Martin in there and they had a whole bunch of history on airlines and they had some relics from airlines like airline seats, um, uniforms, menus, you know, basically all the, the knickknacks that. You, it, it is the Airline History Museum. And Kansas City downtown airport. Yeah, which is a very cool airport because it's like across the river from downtown. Yep. So a, a very, very unique looking airport. Unfortunately, it was dark, so we couldn't really see much, but um, a very, very cool looking airport. But our um, museum and airport, I guess. Yeah. So all the above, it all applies. The they had some great pieces there. The, like I said, the the larger aircraft. They also had smaller aircraft. They they also have an L ten eleven out front, which oh um, right. I would have loved to have the opportunity to go up into that, but mm-hmm. you know, it was again ridiculously cold. Yeah, it was very, I don't even know if you could get up in there. Yeah, I don't know if it was set up to do that. Or yeah, it not. just seemed like it was parked. They also had some um, unique uh, international aircraft. Like there was that one. Was it a De Havilland? That was um, or Junkers or Junkers. That was a Pilatus. Pilatus, right, right, right. It was a PC-6 with a piston engine on it, not a turbine engine. Right. And that was the piece of it that was 
uh, unique. And they also had, so for you out there listening, after I tell you what this aircraft is and why it's famous, pause and then go check, go to YouTube and check it out and then come back here. <laughs> so there was the, do you remember what type of aircraft it was? I don't remember the, the make and model, but it was a vintage aircraft that was once formerly owned and operated by Harrison Ford. Unfortunately, he had to make a an emergency off-field landing in Santa Monica, I believe. Is that correct? In a golf course. So somewhere in California, he had to make a, an emergency landing. The engine had quit, and he landed on a golf course. Yep. They had that aircraft uh, in pieces um, in you know hopes of, of rest, uh, restoring it at some point. But they had that. That was kind of interesting. That was a cool one. Did you, did you look up to see which one? Yeah, I'm, I'm looking it up, but I'm failing at a very rapid rate. <laughs> so I, I don't remember the aircraft type. I just remember that he had, and I remember, I remember hearing about this accident that he had an engine failure shortly after takeoff in this vintage aircraft, and it's like a one of one type deal, and had to put it into, uh, or had to land it in a golf course, and it it got banged up pretty good, and he he got banged up um, pretty. Uh, I don't say good, but he he got he, yeah, he, he had, sustained some yeah, injuries. Yeah, he had some injuries on him. Um, and he uh, it was a Ryan PT twenty two. Yeah, so a very very unique aircraft, and this this museum had acquired it, um, which was you know kind of interesting. Yeah, it's always um, a handful of times in my life I've seen um, crashed aircraft, sort of in that post-crashed sort of disassembled mm-hmm. stage and it's always i guess the probably the right word that i would probably use is surreal mm-hmm. almost because mm-hmm. you always look at aircraft and there are these beautiful majestic creatures of the sky yeah mind you know it's it's, yep. it's a fantasy mm-hmm. and you know seeing them like that knowing that oh, something bad happened to somebody yeah. right here is is it's it always makes me take a step back and it gives you a couple of different feelings. Yeah. yeah. And I think it, it, uh, it resonates with me when I actually go flying, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. as well so that I don't end up as like one of those people. Yeah. I don't want someone to be looking in a hangar of an airplane. I was flying that's covered in blood, which is always. Okay. Yeah. Graphic. Creepy. Yeah. That's graphic. I was just going to say banged up and twisted metal, but okay. Well, you know, and where that comes from is, um, the summer before I started flying at all, our alma mater, Daniel mm-hmm. Webster, mm-hmm. they had a mid-air collision ah, over right. Fitchburg. Yep. And I worked for the FBO when I went up there, and the aircraft had been recovered. And for insurance purposes, it was still there on the property mm-hmm. in at, at the field in Nashua, just in the back of a hangar. And I knew which hangar it was in, and I had to go in that hangar on a regular basis. So I went over and checked it out one day, and it was just... A surreal moment because it's the airplane. It's this identical. Their whole fleet was identical. Mm-hmm. It's identical to all the other aircraft, except it's smashed mm-hmm. to pieces and there's blood everywhere. And it's, I think probably the part that was most strange about it was it, it looks like this and it's, it's, you know, it's got dirt on it from being augered into the ground and it's got blood on it. It's got this, it's got that, it's blah, 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 blah. It still smelled like the brand new one. And that, that, like that, that conundrum of all of those things together with that smell that I associate with something that is very enjoyable to me mm-hmm. is just so bizarre. Mm-hmm. But we're on a tangent. We're on a morbid tangent. Let's, so anyway, uh, let's take it to a, a funny one. Um, 
the other, there was another aircraft in there, a very nice aircraft, I believe, mm. operated by the Civil Air Patrol. Oh God! And Pete, I had made some comment like, "Oh, we can go take up that Skyhawker or something along those lines." And Pete, smartastically, <laughs> or what's another term that I? Can I say? believe I referred to you as numnuts. Yeah, yeah. He goes, <laughs> "Oh, numnuts. That's a Skylane." And I was like, mm, "No, it says Skyhawk right on the side, bud." <sighs> And we had a laugh. I'll take things I'll never live down for a thousand. Oh, right. Because there's nothing else that you let me live down. No, uh-huh. I let you live everything down. Sure. sure like sure, that sure, time. Sure, sure. No, never mind. Yeah. That time we can't talk about. Um, the thing that I thought was funny about the museum. So I, I enjoyed the museum. Yeah. Actually, soft spot in my heart for the Connies. I think it's a beautiful aircraft. Oh, it, is. it is. I remember and when I was a kid, you'd see them flying at air shows. Yeah. And they just, they just don't exist anywhere anymore. But this one apparently. huge. Yeah. This one apparently is close to once again being airworthy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that would be, that'd that be exciting cool. if they could convert that and get that out there and start showing it to me. For me, flying museums are always the most intriguing. You know, mm-hmm. you can go anywhere and see something that's sitting there forever and ever and ever. And there's not really that big of a difference to seeing it in a museum that it's never going to fly again mm-hmm. or looking at it at a picture of a book or something like right. that. It's it's the same thing. But seeing it actually fly and seeing it out in the world, that's exciting. Yeah. Like, like the Collins Foundation, there's, there's a number of these uh, operators that operate these historic pieces which makes it you know that that element of actually seeing them and you can almost be transported to the time where it was their heyday right you know today you see 737s and you know all these planes flying over and when you see these older aircraft fly over you almost you you close your eyes and you can kind of visualize what it would have been like when they were I still can't comprehend it because you like we they had all the stats and specs of Mm -hmm. the aircraft in there. It's like oh, it'd fly from New York to uh, London. Yep nonstop in that and it's like i've seen these things fly they're not that fast no yeah (laughs) that is a long long time long flight in certainly bumpy air yep uh and probably pretty cold too yeah but the other thing too is like when the one we walked through i don't know if it was the martin or the constellation they had like bunk beds yeah that was a constellation they had super luxurious leg room yep so i mean it might have been a little bit better than yeah it, it takes i mean i 10 guess hours less but the 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 thing to consider is not comparing the connie to you know a, a, a 767 or mm-hmm. something like that it's comparing the connie to a boat because sure. that's what the competition was back then was, right you want to take a boat it's gonna take two months yep or there's this thing you're gonna be cold for about 10 hours yep but you're gonna get there you're tomorrow get there. tomorrow yeah what do you want to do? And you get to have a bunch I'll say, my dear boy, I'll take the airplane. <laughs> that flying contraption looks dangerous. That flying contraption right there, is it? If, if there is a hook for my hat, I say, good boy, I will do that. What? They had hooks for hats oh, to okay. hang your, yeah. when you come in, because you're a gentleman uh, back then, uh-huh. and you hang your hat. I don't know. You know, so the other side of that, too, is there was oil and just fluid yeah, everywhere. It yeah, yeah, I just thought it was funny because I was like, man, if I was walking up to this airplane and I saw it like half a quart of oil underneath it in like a tray, I'd be like, mm, maybe not. I mean, if it's not leaking, it's not working. Well, it's not full. It's not full yeah. of oil. So that's, you know, that'd be a problem. I did think that our uh, trip to the museum was entertaining as we pulled up to the back of the museum and there were literally no lights on. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it's nighttime. A and- dark hangar. In a dodgy part of town. In a in a secluded part of town. 
25 adults went missing in a van <laughs> down by the river. So We were near the river. We were near the river. Yeah, we were. Did you know that there was a flood in that river? You know, I heard something about a flood and I a saw... Very, a very wise man pointed out I a saw a wise watermark. man pointed out that there was a high watermark that I never actually saw. I never saw in the dark. <laughs> he was adamant to show it to us, though, yeah. multiple times. Uh, so after the museum the nice museum tour which yes. is about an hour i think we spent there yeah we probably spent about an hour there um you know kicking tires it was nice they, again they let you go inside the aircraft yep um and we, they they had two uh what do you want to call them uh, oh actually one of them uh there was an interesting note about one of them i don't know if they were ne- necessarily the owner operator or part of the museum but uh, this gentleman has actually come to our association workshops that we offer for members uh, and he you know has taken courses and that sort of thing so um, he's got a, a, a connection to us which is yep. nice it's always nice when we're kind of helping it's kind of helping each other out kind of deal well, and that's the aviation community piece sure. of it, too, that I think um, we probably haven't talked much about. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the things that kind of makes aviation special in my mind is the camaraderie yep. of, you know, the willingness for all, most people. And there are some exceptions to every rule, as always, but the for most people to want to be a part of and help out, even if it's outside of your specific lane in, in the aviation industry, mm-hmm. um, you know, being able to participate and help make a difference in other people's lives is, uh, is always going to be key. But again, we're tangenting. Yeah. Yeah. So we finish up the tour and the, the guides and the, the people that were there were all you know very helpful and talking to us about this piece of history and, you know, this article and this artifact and that sort of thing. So once we wrapped up there, we we headed to a steakhouse, actually a really lovely steakhouse. I don't remember the name of it, um, but it was right downtown. I think it was 801 Chop House or something oh, like yeah, that. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's what it was. Yeah. It was a very nice place. I've actually uh, been there a couple times now. Yeah. I mean, I'm not trying to brag, but no, I'm like a, like a local. Are you a, City. A, a gold I'm a, a gold steak member. of the month member. Steak of the month member. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, there was a, a very nice restaurant. We had a, a nice little evening talking. We were unfortunately sitting at separate tables. I was sitting at the fun table. I sat at the adult table. Yeah, you were very much at the adult table. I, uh, you know, and that's the thing about, uh, you know, being at this stage of my life, you know, with trying to do my own business and things like that. I need to uh, network talk you know talk to people and not just have the fun experience anymore and i talked i'm rather certain at one point i brought up a disney cruise so that's cool yeah, yeah. we didn't talk about that at our table oh yeah we, we were talking about all sorts of fun things well, we did talk about home improvement projects <laughs> Woo! if you haven't listened to that episode and we highly recommend going back and downloading that one to see if that information holds true quick update on the home improvement projects Still no desire to do more. Still. And we're moving on. And we're moving on. (laughs) A throwback. A little callback to the previous episode. So next morning. uh, Well, we spent a few hours, not a few hours, but maybe half hour. So um, after dinner, after dinner, hanging out and just connecting with people again mm-hmm. you know there's people that we've known forever um, but, but it's just so nice to but <laughs> this year people. it feels like we've been you know far apart right because mm-hmm. we normally would see those people once a month for an entire week yep and then to go eight months without seeing them frequently yeah. you, you kind of there's a lot to get caught up on like somebody got married i obviously bought a house you know other people had other things going on in their lives that are you know substantial and it's it's weird to kind of just get that thrown in all at once and then it's like all right we're moving on because we got a, a bunch of other things that we need to accomplish in this one day meeting some people lost some weight some people gained some weight yeah yes yeah. 
I found some weight. Yeah. It's, uh, it, it just goes back to something that I, I might be mixing my mediums here right now, but I, talking about virtual versus in person mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Uh, how everybody is initially is like, oh, the world's going to change. Everyone's going to be virtual now forever and ever and ever. I'll tell you what, man, there's no substitute. Why did I just sound like Cheech and Chuck? I'll tell you what, man. I'll tell you what, man. People like people, man. We got to just connect. You got to press that flesh. Uh, oh, please don't ever say that again. Press the flesh? Yeah. Oh, that's an actual thing that like people say. I know, and it's disgusting. Yeah. I mean, depending on how you're pressing it. I, I, I don't care how. I just, the, it, it's like one of those things like mm. moist. Moist. Yeah. It's just moist. One of, one of those things that just kind of bangs around inside your head and is like, yep. Uh-huh. So you're right. Uh, I don't think there's ever going to be a full replacement for in-person events. I mean, comparatively speaking, we've had we had this meeting mm-hmm. that we did in person there six months earlier. We did it virtually. And those are the only two meetings that you've done. You've done Correct. one of each. Yep. Which one was better? I don't think there's a, a fair analysis or assumption using those two points. Exactly right. It's not a fair analysis because it's completely different. Well, yeah, but also, one's better and one sucks. No, well, the virtual one was like a few hours. Yeah. It wasn't a full day. The other, this was a full day, which was trying to cram two days worth of, of stuff into one day. Yeah. So it was very rushed. Uh, it didn't, it didn't really feel like there was a lot of, there was a lot of stuff there that we needed to unpack and we kind of had to just go through it. Right. Yeah, and I think we made our point too at the end of it. Um, that there needs to, to be, be a balance. A, that there needs to be a balance. There needs to be a two day, two dayer for, or, for what we're trying to do, or more frequently, which is the other thing that was yep. brought up. And I think I think there's and a, that's uh, and that's the road we're going down. Yeah, and I think there's value to both of those items. Yeah, a, a more a longer period as well as a more so, frequent. So with that, that concludes your first year. Um, as a member of the board. And it actually concludes my final year of my first term. First term. Vote for Pete. So if you're a member, please vote for me. I would appreciate it. Or an associate. Wait. Or associate. Well, you could be a regular member or an associate member. Either way, vote for Pete. Vote for Pete. He likes you. Bringing change to the industry. Bringing, uh, I'd love to bring change to the industry. Yeah, I know. But it is a slow slug. Hey, man, it's, you just gotta keep the Not impossible. So that, so what other takeaways? Did you enjoy uh, traveling with me? I generally enjoy spending time with you. Yes, mm-hmm. I mean we do this together. We we socialize together quite mm-hmm. a bit. Mm-hmm. I would say the rental car experience was not <gasps> oh, my favorite experience. I thought, I thought we were gonna get away with this. No, it well was, you brought it up. I was gonna bow out and just say that's it for this week. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> So it was the first time I've ever used National. I, I normally am an Avis person where you can just run out there. You know, at most locations, you can run out there and grab a car. But since this was a new, I've never used National before. Um, apparently, I had to confirm my credit card, which is so dumb. That was so ridiculous. It was ridiculous. And uh, uh, what really wound me up was the guy going, oh, why are you coming to the desk? You're and I was like, the app. After you've me. been waiting in the, in the line for like. 25 minutes. They told me to come see you. Yeah. And, um, and I should have listened to you just go out there and take a car and they'll figure it out at the gate. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but besides that, no, I, I I had no complaints. Yeah. I mean, it was a really short, short trip. Weird trip. Yeah. That really. But uh, in the future, I'll rent the car. Yeah. 
same. An executive elite member with National. Yes. And we I, can take the, I don't know, what what was the better car that we could have taken? Yeah, they're, they're <laughs> they really were slim, slim pickings. Yeah, that is, that is a staple. That is on brand for the National at the Kansas City Airport yeah. right there. On, I also learned on this trip oh, yeah. that uh, we have a, 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 a known catchphrase, apparently, which yeah. one's, uh, one of our, I would go as far as to say perhaps fan. Uh, I would uh, I would say, you know, a, a very- Super fan. Super fan. Super fan, yeah. Even, said, oh, I've picked up a new phrase from your podcast that I use around my house. And I could have sworn b- before he answered with what that phrase was that he was going to say tangents. Tangents. Or something with tangents. For those day one subscribers. Day tangents. one subscribers. Tangents. That's what we're about here. But he said on brand. And I was like, oh, I guess, oh, I guess we do say that. We do say that tangent. one a lot. Yeah. But Stop. it's a good one. It's a really good one. I like I like on brand. Anyway, so, shout out to the that individual who's also launched a podcast Yep. Uh, in a different sense. But um, theirs is more... Uh, theirs is more professional professional yes professional ours is uh, slapstick comedy <laughs> that's i'll allow it uh, I'll, say, I'll allow not, it not too far from the truth all right so thank you for listening today yeah. and uh you know uh let's go with a shameless plug on this one if, sure. we, if we could what? uh if, if you enjoy this podcast tell your friends share yes. it share it we'd like love it. to see these numbers go up subscribe because the numbers go up, which means we get sponsors, which means we pay we people to edit this stuff. No, we won't get it. And then we put out more material because the editing is the part that sucks, not the actual creating of the of the content. This is the easy stuff. We're like 10,000 subscribers away from all of this. So. I don't think we are. Really? Yeah, no. I really don't think we are. Okay. But if you share it with two friends and then they, they share, share it with, with two friends... friends and then they get two and friends. And then those two friends share it with two more of their friends. I think these are the pillars for a successful business. Uh, are you talking about a pyramid scheme? No, it's completely different. No, no, no. It's a square. It's a square. It's a, it's a square. <laughs> Anyways, on that uh, lesson in, uh, in, in business, uh, we'll end there for today. Thank you for listening. And we will... See you next time. Rambling your ears later. See ya. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Life Adventure PS and Instagram Life Adventures Pete Simpson. The views, thoughts, and opinions expressed in this podcast are solely that of the collaborators and do not necessarily represent the thoughts or opinions of the authors, employers, organizations, committees, or other groups or individuals.